Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Radical Personal Finance, Episode 42. Can you make money on the internet as a musician? Welcome to the Radical Personal Finance Podcast for today, Thursday, August 14, 2014. This is episode 42. Today's show is all is going to be all about making money on the internet with your music. Can we synthesize and bring together art, passion, and money? I hope you enjoy today's show because the answer is yes. I'm emphasizing the music this morning, this morning, because I want you to enjoy it. Because today we're going to be speaking with the composer, the creator of the, my theme song. My theme song is actually called La Mezcla de Rojo, and that song is composed by a man named Dan O'Connor. And I found it when I was looking for music for the show at danosongs.com. When I'm looking at when I was looking at the website, it just stood out to me as a really neat pro, uh, project by a musician to see all of his uh, all of his songs and see how he was making his money. And I thought about reaching out to him for an interview, and I'm glad I did. I enjoyed the interview, and today I'm going to bring you that interview so that you can also enjoy and learn from it. Uh, today's show is actually pre-recorded. Today is Thursday, and it's been uh, – well, it's actually Tuesday as I'm recording this, preparing to head out. I'm, I'm going to be on the road when this is released, heading out to Texas, Dallas, Texas, for the Podcast Movement Conference. So, But I wanted to make sure that I didn't leave you without something to listen to. So today's interview is shorter than it's something, 30, 40 minutes, something like that. And it's an interview with Dan O'Connor, again, who's making his living from his website. And I think that you'll enjoy the show. He gives some behind-the-scenes information on the music business. And I just think this is one example of a really great strategy that we can use to integrate art and money. And I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learn something. And I hope you find it inspirational and educational and thought-provoking. So with that, here's the interview. So Dan, welcome to the Radical Personal Finance Podcast. I appreciate your being here. My pleasure. Thank so you, Joshua. I wanted to give you – we haven't spoken before now other than about the 45 seconds we just did before I hit record. But I wanted to give you just a quick intro on kind of how I found you and why I think it's really interesting uh, and, and share that with you and then also with the audience. I was – when I was uh, decided to kind of crank up my podcast a little bit and improve it a little bit, I needed some theme music. So I said, I just got to go online. I got to find a song and find something. So I started looking around for songs, and that was how I found your website, which is danosongs.com. And when I started looking through, I was just so impressed by some of the songs, and I wound up 
picking your song, uh, La Mezcla de, uh, de Rojo, uh, which is the theme music of the song. Or, excuse me, the theme music of the show, the Spanish, the Spanish sounding tune that I, and, that I use. And I was looking through and I said, this, what an interesting story. I would love to get this guy's story of a musician. And it looks like, uh, you, it looks like, for just from your website, that you can create your music, you put it out there, everything's automated. I just downloaded the song, sent you the payment via PayPal, and and then uh, you get the money. So I'm interested today just in hearing a little bit about your story as a musician because I think it's a good a good fit for what my show is all about, which is trying to figure out how to make a living with your talents and, and entrepreneurship and how to do things a little bit different. So I'd love – would you be willing just to share with me a little bit about your story and your background? Absolutely, yeah, and it fits right in with what you're talking about. Um, I you know, I, I grew up as a musician. I went to music school, um, but you know, I, I got a degree in actually music business, which kind of put me into the business world. And um, one of my first jobs out of school, uh, I was involved with building websites actually um, for music companies, uh, record labels, publishers, things like that. So I actually have quite a long background in technology. Um, and I tried to take all the traditional routes with music, you know, trying to find a record label and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, finally, eventually, I kind of said, well, you know, <laughs> let me just kind of see what I can do on my own, you know. So I put up uh, initially just an old album that I'd done that I was trying to just sell at shows and things like that. And it was only about 10 songs. But... I knew from my technology background that I needed to do a bit of uh, keyword research, you know, to see how the site might be found on Google. And I discovered this uh, royalty-free music area um, that a lot of people search on, like yourself, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so I had, you know, I didn't know a thing about it, you know, except that it was a keyword that popped up in my search, you know. And I thought, oh, I've heard about this, and... Uh, you know, I really, what I really, really wanted is I just wanted people to listen to my music at the end of the day. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to just make this incredibly easy to download and use. And I discovered this thing called the Creative Commons license, which is kind of a, a relatively new idea in music, which is, um, you know, at first I let people use the music for free if they credited me. I did that for, for many years until recently. And that's really what got my site to be very, very well known. Um, I'll go into later why I changed, which is an interesting story. But um, anyway, so I, I kind of went from this idea of, you know, what can I do with my music and technology and combine the two and create a resource, which I knew is very important on the internet, right? If you're building any kind of website, you want to create something that's a resource right. and that's reusable, right? right? Whether it's your blog is an, an amazing resource for people, it's useful, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. And that was the difference was that I wanted to make something useful and not just really for listening. Um, and it turned out to work really, really well. And I also knew that you wanted to have, of course, multiple sources of income, which I'm sure you must talk about. In Absolutely. Finance. Absolutely. Right, right on. So I have three sources of income. One is the AdSense that you see on the site. And there, it's about a third each, actually. Two is um, the individual donations per song basis, which is 
done through PayPal, which I did with you. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is is you can buy a whole package of all the songs for $50, which I do through ClickBank, which uses the affiliate network of ClickBank that um, you know basically opens me up to thousands of channels of, of uh, affiliate marketers. Right. Um, and so I have those three main sources of income for the website. And, um, you know, it's worked out really, really well. It's grown a lot. Of course, you know, I still do my, you know, uh, you know, I'm still involved in business, but the website is a nice, perfect for your show. It's, it's an investment and it does just sit there. It's like a CD or it's like, you know, a certificate of deposit rather, Mm -hmm. you know, or a stock or what have you. And you read online about how one of the best passive income investments you can make is in a website that is content oriented and authoritative and um man it really really works that's awesome you know? that's yeah. awesome so is this your full-time thing you said you're still working in in the business world are you making yeah up- no i still i still work in the business world and um but I do this as it, you know, it's kind of like, or, you know, on the level of sort of an investment, a yeah. passive income right. project is really what that site is for me. Um, it's turned out to be significant, you know, enough to pay my mortgage, which to me is, you That's know, a awesome. big deal, right. you know, and it's, it's only gotten bigger over the years. And, um, you know, it's something that I do on my own time. I get asked a lot for, oh, can you compose for this? Can you, you know, do custom music for that? And for me personally, it's not really worth it when I can just, on my own time, with no deadlines whatsoever, with no boss, you know, nothing at all, I just can create my own music when I want and put it up when I want. And I like to keep it that way. You That's know? awesome. So, I found mm-hmm. a, a, I was buying a camera recently. And I stumbled into another artist uh, that I had never found, but I just was blown away when I found his website. A guy named Trey Radcliffe, who writes a who, who hosts a, a travel photography website called StuckInCustoms.com. And I was reading his camera reviews because I was interested in getting a mirrorless uh, digital camera. And I started looking at his story, and he's funny. He said almost he says almost the same thing. He had started just creating his art, cre- doing his photography. And someone mm-hmm. asked him. I saw an interview as far as what does he do, and he says, "Well, one of the things I wouldn't necessarily recommend this, but he says I don't. I refuse to take any commissions. He says I go where I want to go. I take mm. the pictures that I want to take, and I." put them online and people buy them. And he says, I never take clients. I never take a paying client who says, Trey, will you come to Paris and photograph this event? He says, I'm not saying necessarily that you shouldn't do that. I mean, if someone's going to pay you $10,000, I I think you probably should do that. But he says, I don't. I just want to sit and create my art. And he's he's built this huge business off of just simply doing that. And I think it's so inspirational uh, to hear that it can be done and that it allows you. It seems like you have that just ultimate Creative sense of creative expression to be able to do that and put it out there, and then through the miracle of connectivity, allow pe- the people that want to find it to find it. It really is. It really works. And so this guy Trey, he does what? So then he does stock photography, right? So he does similar yeah. to similar to yours. His website right. is stuck in customs. He posts a new travel right. photo every day, and you nice. can look at them for free. You can download them if you want to use them. You got to get in touch with them. I I don't know which version of the creative licenses license. I think it's probably a Creative Commons license. And right. he sells he sells lots and lots of pictures. So for the commercial users that want to use it, he sells lots of pictures every 
everything's fully available. If you want to grab his picture and toss it on your desktop, he's got it there in high res that you can take his beautiful picture and put it put it there. But there are plenty of people who buy it that and that supports him. And then he has other other lines of income as well. He has right. uh, some courses that he sells about how to make pictures. He's got just various projects, but it's exactly very similar to what you're doing. But his, I mean, it seems like he's got kind of an empire. I think if I heard my my the interview correctly, he has like ten got ten some full and part time staff all over the world that are working with him. Some doing licensing, <laughs> some doing not. But he's got this empire of him just going out and taking pictures traveling and putting them on online it's amazing awesome and yeah i'm looking at it his pictures are incredible they're beautiful That's really cool yeah he, he does he does the uh the hdr the uh photography the high the, the high dynamic range i think where it's just mm. very evocative and very emotional with a lot of the after effects and i love that style of photography i think it's so beautiful to see mm. and what's amazing is and i think the thing to get across to your listeners who might be thinking about maybe starting something up online is you can start so small like everything they say is true you can start so small and you can take it as far as you possibly want in fact i've had to kind of scale back a little mm -hmm. because i don't have the time to handle the customer service wow. yeah <laughs> um personally and you know i have other lines of income going on so um it was just a personal choice you know and so but you can take it as far as you want. The key is, is start small, start with an investment you can handle. I literally started, you know, with one page and 10 songs. Mm -hmm. And over five years, you know, at one point I had, you know, full on community. I had, you know, I have a blog with a few hundred posts and I have over a hundred songs now. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. doing them one month at a time, you know? Right. So, um, it's it's a great thing, you know. The real key, though, is really, and people talk about it again all the time. Is and it seems cliche, but it's true. Is um, you have to be passionate because it's you have to put the work up front. It has to be do something you want to do without knowing that you're going to get a surefire paycheck. You know what I mean? Right. And it's something that you're going to be doing anyway. Like clearly, he's doing with his photography. You know, this guy right. Trey is a great example. And the, and the risk is so is so small. The, the, if 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 it doesn't work, and this is kind of my my thought about a bit a business like yours, you, you the first to, ten songs that you listed, you had already created them, uh, so right. the, it was already done. And if the, if it didn't work, what are you out? You're out the time and whatever it cost you to whether in time or skill acquisition or in paying for your hosting fee and to get your website up. And then yep. that's, that's the worst that it cost you. And then, right. uh, so it's, there's no risk of starting it. And then once you have something started, you can learn, you can develop, you can adjust as, as, as time goes on. Did yes. you, so how, so you, one of the things that attracted me to your site, once I found it, I didn't mm -hmm. exactly know what I was looking for when I was looking for a theme song. I was like, I need a song. I, I don't have the time to go and get something fancy done. I just need some kind of song that works for me. And so on right. your site, you, had all, you have all these different songs from all these different genres. You composed and created all of the songs from the different in the different styles yourself? Um, I did actually, yeah. You wow. know, and that's the amazing thing about software nowadays is you can buy um software packages that basically, you know, enable you to do this stuff out of the box. Wow. You know? Um I'm fundamentally like it says if you go to my site, I mean I'm really 
an acoustic rock singer songwriter, mm -hmm. you know, and I've kind of just tried out different software over the years and tested out with different styles and experimented and and that's why each one's a little different because I never really feel like doing the same style twice, right you know I'm like, I did that style now let me try you know what's dubstep like I don't even know what that is, you know. I'll see something in the software I'm using that says, you know, dubstep style, you know, try this. And then, you know, you mix and you match and you you do a little composing and and it's it's really cool. So. And it just seemed it was a it was a perfect resource for me because I could just on one spot, I could say, ah, here's all these different styles. And then I could listen to all of them. And I mm -hmm. could say, you know what, I'm not so into the country and I'm not so into the guitar. I don't really want the the the. The, you know the instrumental ah this is this works for me i'm you know i'm in south florida i like spanish music this one's really good it's upbeat i like the feel of it and it just felt really cool and then just with the mm -hmm. even the way that you had it set up and i know you've changed it since then but i could download the whole song i could play it i could kind of play around with it see does this work and then when i was ready for it send you your money and use it and it was uh it was a a, a hassle-free a hassle-free situation for me right, right. what what have mm -hmm. you changed over the years? You mentioned that you changed, the, you know, the the style of license. What are some of the lessons that you've learned in the years that you've been doing this? Um, big lesson learned was, you know, if you open yourself up to the complete freedom of the internet, it can be a great thing. And my site became extremely popular, and it's always been very easy to use, and it still is. But you know, there are people who abuse the internet. And um, what I what actually happened was I had someone at one point literally download every one of my songs, create albums from them, and release them, and start charging for them. Wow! <laughs> and um, you know I had to go through this whole process to get to get them uh, get them removed from iTunes and all of these things. And um, they were starting to make royalty claims. It was wow. crazy. Yeah. And so that's why I, you, you know, the, my music is still one of the most inexpensive around, um, and you can listen to everything right there. And uh, you know, I, it's the site's actually still doing, still doing very well, um, but it's slightly different model, only because I don't just allow people to just freely download the music because, and that's just one case out of about twenty things that have happened like that. Um, over the years um, so you know you got to be careful with your you know intellectual property sure. um, I think you want to be free and you want to be open so now I've learned this and I've learned the licensing business incredibly well and so I'm working on now now I'm working on a complete album that now I know all the players in the licensing industry and what's happened is, is um, all these um, companies like Rumblefish is one, um, Audio Rev Share. They've scooped up literally hundreds of millions of songs and they claim royalties on YouTube, um, on uh, you know all the video channels. Your podcast would never get touched because it's an individual podcast, but anywhere that music is scannable in a system, now everything's in this huge system with these huge companies. So mm. now I'm start yeah. So now I'm starting to get into the other side of that. Um I'm going to do an album and I'm I'm going to release it um 
that way and go the more uh, traditional route. But I'm going to leave Dano's songs as it is with all these songs here that have been licensed. Um, and I still will continue to allow them to be licensed. But, you know, you live and you learn and you understand why there's certain things... I'm on the cutting edge, you know. Some, of course, the big record labels don't allow anything to be downloaded. There's no freedom. They prosecute people. You know what I mean? And then I was on the exact opposite spectrum, but I learned my lesson there. So it's like an experiment. You know, you have to learn and adjust. But would you, know? you say, do you think, if, if you were starting over today, mm-hmm. could you gain the exposure by going in that more traditional route, or do you now have the luxury, since your site and, and your, your product has become somewhat popular, do you now have the luxury to pull in the control a little bit more? Um, well, I think that you know I'll be able to use um, some existing subscribers and the existing traffic to my site and you know some of the social media I have to push maybe a more traditional album. But really the luxury comes from the experience of learning the system in and out um, and understanding how to release and how to launch products and how to market. Um, for instance, like I know now I probably will allow my next album free use but non-commercial free mm-hmm. use. Sure. And that'll be the big difference. You know what I mean? And also I'll probably require a login and so and maybe an approval. You know what I mean? On a project. Um but like even now, if someone emails me and says, I just got an email today, hey, can I get a couple of your tracks just to show my boss to get approval before mm-hmm. I pay? Sure. No problem. No problem. You know, that's fine. It's just, you know, you got to be, if you're just one person and you don't have a, a staff, you know, and, you know, in the case of maybe some of your listeners who are trying to just get started, you know, um, you just got to take into consideration what you can handle as a person um and if you're willing to outsource and how far to take that you know and i've learned about outsourcing you know using sites like elance using sites like fiverr um that's all been a big lesson here as well for me so reason i say because i'm you know i haven't had this i'm new to online content creation okay um this so my podcast is is relatively new and it seems to me that in the online world, what works the best is to create and give as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And then once you create and give, everything that you can, you create a sense of loyalty and a sense of appreciation mm-hmm. on behalf of most of the people. And some people will abuse that and, some, and many people won't. So right. I, I've consu- I just think of so many examples where I will want to, let's say when somebody puts a good, I did this recently, I had a, I had a problem with, podca- with, with my podcast. I couldn't get what we're doing now to work. I could not get my Skype to integrate with my soundboard, to integrate with my recorder. I tried everything. It wasn't working. And so I was just looking for answers. And I found an article that worked really well on, the, on a podcast website. And I said, oh, okay, that may be my problem. I reached out to the person. They answered my question really quickly. And then I needed to buy some equipment. So I, I went and made a donation to the, to, through their PayPal donation button. And I went through their uh, uh, Amazon link or B&H link to buy my equipment because I wanted them to, to get the benefit for, for, the, for the value that they had given. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it, just to me the, value, the, the benefit of that I see it as, as a virtuous cycle that when you're getting started, if you can give as much as you can, 
yes. uh, for free, then you can build up. You, you you eliminate the cost for people to find you, and so mm-hmm. you can you can build an audience. And then if you want to be more restrictive at that point in time, that's fine. Uh, but it just seems like the it would be. It seems to me it would be different for a new musician, and that's why I was interested in you. You you, sound, you said something different, but it seems like if I were a new musician, I just mm. want my stuff to get played. I want people to like it, to to get played, to get seen, to get to, for people to enjoy and appreciate, to have your stuff yeah. heard, and then later on figure out the business stuff as you as as you go. So right. I I think of the technology as the great equalizer that people can find the content, but man, it's got to be the wild west on your side trying to figure out the licensing and all of that. That's the main problem. You're absolutely 100% correct that you want to give away as much as possible, and that worked incredibly well at, you know, and still well for any musician who wants to do it. Specifically for musicians, just be careful because if you're licensing to people that are going to use your music in commercial ways, but you're also allowing it free um, by potential abusers who can put it in systems that will start charging other people royalties, that can cause problems. Right. You know what I mean? Unforeseen to me at the time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, and I, I still um, deal with that, you know, occasional issues where I have to kind of explain and, and document, um, okay, no, this is definitely my song and you are allowed to use it. And, uh, you know, these guys, I have to contact them to take this thing down. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Will you explain what you said with those two sites? You said something like Rumblefish and the other one. What is? Explain what they're doing because it sounded like I didn't understand how that how, what they're doing with all of the online content. Okay, so saying you're an indie artist, this is the other route that I may take for my next album. This is what ninety percent of indie artists do. They create an album. They go to a site like a digital distributor like CD Baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're one of the most popular. They sign up for the sync licensing program. Okay. Okay. This then takes their album, not only puts it in iTunes and Amazon, but puts it in the Rumblefish system. Now, what the Rumblefish system will do, you know, say my name is, um, you know, you know, Joe and the Sharkfish. Right. Okay, and I have a song called "Hello Baby." Okay. Right. <laughs> that Rumblefish audio tags the song "Hello Baby," and they go through the YouTube, and now I think Twitch has it as well, their system, and it will identify any video using Hello Baby and put ads on that video. Hmm. And that, then, the money goes partially to Rumblefish, partially to CB, CD Baby, and partially to the artist. Wow. Yeah, that's that's how big it is, and there's hundreds of millions of songs, and the problem is, is that there's audio mismatches, mm-hmm. so... There's a, a fellow composer uh, who does exactly what I do pretty much called uh, Kevin McLeod on the site called Incompetech.com. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of classical music. And now the, the site's like um, audio – it's called Audio Content ID. They will mistakenly match classical pieces to Kevin from Incompetech's original creations so then he has to go through and straighten out every single one like sometimes directly with sony music if you look at kevin's blog you can actually see where he actually will have to contact sony and say you're saying that this song is you know some bach recording that you own but it's not it's my own classical piece just because it's 
it's somewhat similar, but it's right. not, you know. Um, anyway, so that's what's going on right now. Um, but it's mainly really just on YouTube and the really big sites where they have content ID. So, Is it possible for somebody who is a dedicated musician and let's just assume a, a decent level of competence, they're, they're good, is yeah. it possible to make a full-time income uh, to support yourself in today's world? Well, uh, here's the other thing I've learned. Full-time income is very, very different for one, from one person to the next. I have four kids. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? My full-time income requirements are a whole different level than a guy who's in their 20s, you know what I mean, out sure. of music school, who wants to make full-time income. I'd say in that case, absolutely. There's there, there's demand everywhere for indie music. Sure. Um, if I was single, I could make my I could live off of what I make right now on Dano songs. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely possible. And not only is that possible, but um, you know I forget the name. There's a there's this guy. He he did this song called um, Code. I think it's Code Monkey. Um, he was a creative. Yeah, Code Monkey. And. Uh, this guy did what I did. He was giving away Code Monkey, um, Jonathan Colton. Okay. okay, he's an indie guy, and he was giving it away Creative Commons. And someone made this crazy cool video out of it, and he sold you know five hundred thousand copies like totally on his own. Wow. From his own website. Wow. You know, and um, so not only is it possible, I think, to make a living. Another guy is um, Mackle. What's his name? Mackle, Mackleroy. Okay. I think his name is. He's a rapper. Uh, Mackleroy, I think. Um, Macklemore. Okay. This guy's an indie guy. He's a multimillionaire. Really? I mean, it, it's it's like the sky's really the limit. It really, really is. You you can do so 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 much completely on your own. Of course, you got to learn to outsource. You got to you got to treat it like an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You're only going to be able to do so much as a guy, you know, sitting on your own. You sure. know what I mean? But if you learn how to use Fiverr, if you learn how to use, you know, Elance, get an assistant. You know what I mean? Find marketers to help you. Um, you know, learn how to use promotion companies and learn how to keep books so that it, you know, you're making a profit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and just be awesome and make awesome videos and make awesome songs. There's a demand. And I think that um, – you can not only make a living, but you can become completely wealthy. You know what I mean? I mean, it's 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 very possible with the internet, and it's done done quite often. Right. You know. I'm glad you pointed out the the difference between different people's requirements. I read an, an a an article about this lady, and she wanted to be a full time musician, but she played some off the wall. Something like the hammer dulcimer in in uh you know in in this very eclectic form of bluegrass. I don't remember what it was, but she right. wanted to be a full time musician, and so she made the decision. She moved into. Are you, do you know what a teardrop trailer is? A small teardrop trailer, like a little tiny camping trailer that you pull behind a car. The, okay, well I'm going in a second because I'm looking. Right, it up. just Google <laughs> teardrop trailer. Basically, what they are is this old fashioned design from back in the earlier ni- uh, I don't remember like the early 1930s, okay, maybe. Okay, cute. I and they're these tiny little trailers that are that are about four feet by eight feet big, uh, and then they're about four feet tall and they're really light, and you can pull them behind a car. Yep. Well, she had this. Uh, she had an old car. She had an old Saturn. Uh, you know, about a thousand dollar car. She built this tiny little teardrop trailer. She painted it bright pink. She did it all herself. 
herself with plywood. The thing cost her a few hundred bucks. And she mm. tossed her instrument into her car. And she, and she, the story was she travels the country full-time, making her living as a full-time musician. But she was a single middle-aged lady. And she, yeah. But she's living on like seven or $800 a month. And yeah. I was so impressed with her for following her dream and doing it. But the only reason she could do it is because she cut her expenses to, to that point. And that's where it's always the, it always seems like that's the trade-off. That's what I talk a lot about on my show is would you rather make a living as a full-time musician traveling the country playing your eclectic instrument if so (laughs) are you willing to live in this little tiny teardrop trailer (laughs) or do you do you want it we want a different uh do you want a different lifestyle and either are fine it's your individual choice right exactly no and that's exactly the case and um okay and um yeah that's why it can definitely be done i mean there's no doubt about it what kind mm-hmm. of what kind of things have you learned to outsource and what's made the biggest difference for you um well one of the biggest um sources of traffic was really treating my site as a blogging content model and i actually had writers um hired and I would regularly have people write about, um, you know, all kinds of different topics that would appeal to um, film filmmakers. Mm-hmm. So I'd have them write about lighting, about, um, you know, different kinds of cameras. And I would regularly post things that would be potentially interesting to people who license music, you know. Um, so that's a great way because really when it comes down to it, and you explore all the ways to generate traffic. The only real, completely honest, easy, highest return on investment way to do that is with content. And that's with a blog. Right. You know what I mean? And so that was the most successful thing that I would have done um, is hire writers, basically. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yesterday I did an interview with uh, a man – out in Vancouver and we were just talking about you know in essence capitalism is is money and money is basically a system of accounting for the exchange of value mm-hmm. and so the great democratizing influence of the internet is that those who provide the most value and value is subjective to the consumer but those who provide the most value in any specific area are going to be rewarded with eyeballs and are going to have an opportunity to to potentially turn that into money in some way Mm-hmm. And so what a great what a great democratizing influence. I, I think it's super super exciting. Absolutely. If somebody mm-hmm. wanted to follow your path, let's say that there's somebody listening who says, I love music, I wanna make a I wanna you know, I wanna be able to I'd like to be able to make a living on my passion of music, which is always that, that challenging chasm to cross. Right. What, what words of advice from being a ways down the road? What words of advice would you have? What path would you take? What would you do the same as you've done? And what would you do differently? Um, if you want to go the composing path, um, which is very different than the singer-songwriter path, I think you need to clearly define what you want to do. Um, that's what I learned. I kind of got up there and I kind of threw up my singer-songwriter and then I kind of experimented with my instrumentals, you know what I mean? I've only recently just got really, really clear that, you know, my passion is uh, singer-songwriting and I'll still, for my next CD, I will release the instrumental tracks, but the focus is really going to be on the songs, you know what I mean? Um, the voice, the words, you know what I mean? Um, 
I'm not a composer. That's a very different kind of a guy, you know, like in Compatech. That's uh, if you haven't checked him out, check him out. He's a composer. You know, he composes films. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what he does. I think it's really important to know where your best ability lies. If you're a composer, know it and be it. Um, If you truly want to make a living at it, then find out how to do it which is you want to contact people who hire composers, film producers, you know, people in TV. If you just want to create a web business, okay, then you could do something like what I did. You Mm -hmm. could come up with something totally new and unique. Um, If you're a a singer-songwriter and a performer, um, write great songs, make albums, and release them, and get fans. If maybe you're just a Maybe I shouldn't say just a bass player, but maybe you're a bass player. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a bass player, your path is totally different. You just have to be, you have to become an incredible bass player, right? And you'll have plenty of work, <laughs> right? <laughs> you you will have to turn down work every day. You'll have no problem making a living if you're starting out. That's the key: is what is my ability within music? Know it, define it, hone it become good at it and get it out there um i think that's really the cornerstone of it does that make sense it does okay are there any resources as far as for musicians books uh, websites blogs industry leaders who are talking about the business side of music that you're aware of that would be helpful to somebody oh my gosh the best thing i could advise is don't read anything it's all so outdated really every book even on music in the internet they are so far behind anything that's published some of the blogs are good like um maybe just um oh oh okay one of the best blogs really is the cd baby diy musician okay okay um let me see make sure that that's right um what was his name derek i read his book the, the founder wasn't his name Is it derek yeah he sold it a yeah. long time ago yeah yeah he's awesome he's cool. a whole nother thing to Sivers.org. Sivers, that's what it was. He he wrote his book. Uh, what was his book? Uh, I read it. It's a short little book. Um, I find it here also. Short little book. Awesome book uh, that was just worth... Oh, Anything You Want. It was his... Uh, uh, Anything You Want. Entrepreneur Lessons from Starting, Building, and Selling CD Baby. It's just a, a fabulous short book that he wrote. Uh, awesome. Really enjoyed it. Great. Yeah, I would recommend of anything out there, the DIY musician okay. blog. I'll make sure to link to that. Yeah, I like that. Um, nothing else really is memorable. I, I, You're much better not to read anything else and to do. To right. figure out what you're good at, get good at it, and get out there. Figure out who's hiring and buying what you're good at and get to them. Um, and figure it out along the way. You're going to learn so much more by acting every day, a little bit at a time, toward what you want. And um, then you're going to be the expert. Um, because the people writing these books are like, they're still somewhat a decade behind, really. So That's uh <laughs> it's probably true in many industries. I know. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I come from the financial planning industry, and right. I, you know, I felt this. I feel the same way. I'm like, you guys don't get it. <laughs> change. Look, you need to change the model. So finally, I got sick and tired of it, and said, I'm going to go and change the model. So, right. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, your website is danosongs.com. Any other places that you would like people to find you, or anything else you want to plug while we're here? 
No, that's my main thing right there. You know, you can check out, um, I think my Facebook is facebook.com slash danobuzz. Um, if you want to, you know, just like me and, uh, you know, I post if I, you know, sometimes I do a little acting, I'll post it there, you know, a little personal stuff, uh, and I'll post, you know, new songs and stuff. And where, so. where do you keep your blog, the writing? Is that, is that on Dano's songs? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of taking a little chill on that while I work on an okay. album. That's, yeah, that's Dano songs blog. You'll find it. If okay. You Google that. I will. Yeah. I will. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being with me. I appreciate it. Okay, Joshua, take care. Great. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited for your listeners to uh, get out there and maybe try something new for themselves and make some passive income. You know what I mean? I do. I love it. That's what the show's about. That's great. Take care. And that's the interview. Dan, thanks so much for coming on the Radical Personal Finance Podcast. I appreciate you making the time to, to, to do it. I appreciate it. And I hope that you benefited from this. Uh, again, my goal is to bring you lots and lots of inspiring stories like this because I find that the inspiration is helpful. And so if you're a musician, consider doing something like Dan has done. Go and check out his website. If you're, if you're in the need for music, if you're a podcaster or if you're uh, maybe creating videos, anything that for which you need music, go and check out some of his resources. He's got an amazing collection of music from all different genres and all different styles. So I hope it can be useful for you. That's it for today's show. I'm going to, on the way out, I'm not going to talk over the theme song. I'm going to pull the volume up, and I'm going to play the entire song, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you don't want to hear it, that we're done for the day, but uh, I, hope, I want you to enjoy the, enjoy the song. Uh, it's, a, it's, a really fun, it's a really fun song, and I want to give Dan his credit and play his song without me talking over it. So that's it for today. Come back tomorrow, tomorrow being Friday, and you will hear the show, How I Would Become a Millionaire Working at Walmart for minimum wage. Have a great day, everybody.